guys, welcome back to Talk Story with me, Gavin Tsugai. I'm here with my friend Amy Trong, who is the Senior Annual Giving Manager for Make-A-Wish. Amy, thanks for joining us here. No, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get involved with Make-A-Wish Hawaii and what has your experience been like so far? Um, so before uh, I switched to nonprofit, I was actually working working in technology, and I fell into lo- I fell in love with volunteering, and found out that my passion is um, helping others and helping the world become a better place. So I decided to make the switch from tech into nonprofit. Um, the experience has been amazing. I think it's awesome to. Um, you know, do what I really love. Um, it has been crazy though, since nonprofits all over have been pretty impacted by COVID-19 and the pandemic and stuff. But it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at um, the kids in the background going crazy over there. Uh, they love singing. Um, yeah, you, before you were a QA manager, quality assurance manager, and you've done a lot of marketing for other businesses as well. Yes. Yes. So I was in the technical um, world a little bit, you know, technology, software development. Um, I did that right out of college. And yeah, so far it's just kind of been changing. (laughs) (laughs) So recently during this uh, stay at home order period, you helped to organize a virtual talent show and you guys fundraised over $60,000 and you've organized uh, a virtual gala, which is pretty amazing. How has (laughs) organizing those events been for you? Um, well, I definitely couldn't do it alone. So it was definitely a, a huge team effort. And obviously, I'm new, newer to Make-A-Wish. So I was definitely probably more of a support role. Um, with the virtual talent show, um, that was amazing. It was just our community really pulling together, especially when it all began. It was just amazing to see how our board members, our volunteers, our WISH children and their family, our staff just pulled together um, and made it happen. And also our sponsors. Um, and we wouldn't be able to do it without everybody in the community. Um, as far as the virtual gala, um, that was pretty much my colleague, Michelle. She was amazing. Like she is just a rock star at organizing the, these events. Um, but again, it's, you know, our group, it's, it's the community that they love us. They support us. Um, you know, our mission really resonates with them. And so I think that's part of the reason how um, it's done so well. Mm-hmm. And you've, done a lot of volunteering uh we'll, we'll get to that in a bit too <laughs> more down the list but uh, let's talk about generic dreams now you've actually recently transitioned to this new blog called do good live better but uh we'll talk about that after let's talk about your past blog which is generic dreams which you were a digital nomad and you've had this blog for over 10 years uh, what has this experience been like for you and what is a digital nomad yeah, so a digital nomad is somebody that can live and work wherever they like, uh, primarily because their job or you know their profession or their company is um, over the internet. So I started out as a digital nomad because I worked in tech. So I worked on the computer. All I needed was a laptop and the internet. And this started, I think, 2014 was when I like kind of got rid of everything, quit my old job, found a remote job, and lived out of a backpack for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I just kind of jumped from one country to another and stayed as long as I liked. Usually, it was within like a visa time period, so I would leave um, after like you know my visa expires. 
And then if wherever there was a cheap flight or wherever a place looked interesting or where friends were, or there was a reason for me to be there, I'd go. And then um, I ended up writing about the experiences, you know, just any places that I've lived, any awesome places that I've eaten, any experiences and stuff like that. And just share that, you know, you don't have to follow the rat race. You don't have to follow um, conventional road that society makes for us. You know, you can kind of forge your own path and see what works and what makes you happy. (laughs) (laughs) And even for like Wi-Fi, how did you see, you probably have to rely on your hotspot a lot or even just finding Wi-Fi somewhere. How, how difficult was that when you were traveling? Um, it was pretty, well, so I would definitely choose places that I knew had at least decent internet. So if I knew that I was going to go into the jungle for a week and not have internet, then it was considered a vacation. (laughs) But most cities that I chose to had some decent internet. Um, and there's also a ton of places now that have work, uh, co-working spaces that are, you know, that are definitely made like that have internet, that have printers, that have conference rooms, um, and lots of coffee shops have, Um, have internet as well and so you kind of roam around a neighborhood and you see where there is internet Um, but there have been times where you know like in Morocco I was up in a conference uh, room at 2 a.m the internet's going in and out and it's an important meeting and I'm like I'm up and they're like you're in Marrakesh (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely been an adventure Um, and I think it just goes along with the territory that is if you're a digital nomad like you just have to kind of question about internet and if you really do need to be on um definitely don't go roaming in the jungle anywhere remote where there is no internet (laughs) (laughs) what kind of research did you do before you started visiting each country that you went to um yeah so i would just kind of do like a quick overview you know of the country and like i had a kind of basic idea of what it was like. There's also um, lots of digital nomad communities, especially now. Uh, Back in 2014, there wasn't as many. Um, But now there's definitely digital nomad communities everywhere that give you the lowdown on um, what a place is like, um, areas like, you know, that you can find an apartment in, places where you can work, like cafes or co-working spaces that are great or recommended. Um, There's also communities where, you know, is it safe for women to go to? Is it safe for LGBTQ um, to go to? Mm. Um, Is it safe for... um, you know, people that are not white, you know, like where we might face racism or discrimination, you know, just stuff like that, where there's so much research out there now. So it's really awesome how the community has grown and just made all of these different tools for us to be able to, to live there or visit or choose a place wisely. Mm-hmm. And what would you say your favorite destinations were out of all the places you've traveled to? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> um, some places off the top of my head. I loved uh, Vietnam, of course, because uh, mm. I'm Vietnamese. Uh, Iceland <laughs> is beautiful. Mm. And Norway is also great. New Zealand's another good one. <laughs> um, mm. Thailand. I have a soft spot for Thailand as well. <laughs> <laughs> what were your favorite uh, experiences in those countries? Like maybe, like, maybe you... Um, visited a certain you did a certain hike or um you saw a monument what were your favorite experiences let's see um in vietnam it's the food i just love the food for sure uh, in norway i was able to see the northern lights so that's mm. neat. that was an wow. amazing experience. that's cool <laughs> yeah. um thailand i like I was able to meet a ton of other digital nomads. Like, so Chiang Mai and Bangkok used to be, I don't know if they are in this still, but like they used to be kind of like the cap, the digital nomad capital. And mm-hmm. so you would meet other um, people like yourself. And it was uh, just awesome to meet other people like you and go on little adventures. Um, 
New Zealand, I took an awesome road trip, um, drove from north to south, well, and took a plane in between, uh, but it was just awesome, mm. like, driving along, and then you come across this beautiful view, this, like, ice blue lake or this gorgeous mountain and you're like oh good. don't you know, like you, know, you gotta look at the road pay attention to the road <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't hit somebody <laughs> no, yeah don't hit somebody don't go off the road <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can imagine that she just like wow look at that amazing view all of a sudden boom <laughs> yeah right We're like, oh my god mountain driving on the other side of the road on the other side of the car is a totally mm. different experience too and i know um you know in europe and some parts of asia like they drive on the left side of the road and the driver's seat's on the passenger seat so i know that's normal for some but it was definitely not normal for me so i kept like mixing things up and you know <laughs> <laughs> so that was an adventure but it was awesome <laughs> mm. yeah because you're kind of closer to the yeah, I can imagine that. Like, if you're on the right side of the the car, and then you're you're looking at the line in the middle, which is like the um, on your right side instead of your left. Yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. I never drove it into like a, a foreign car, so I don't I don't know the difference. But um, I hope to someday. <laughs> yeah, for sure, like you're gonna notice, like um, you know, when you check the rearview mirror, you always look to the right. Mm -hmm. So I kept doing that, and there would be nothing there, you know, because I'm, I'm, and then I'm, like, oh, it's to the left. You gotta look to the left to look in the rearview mirror. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, and like the windshield wipers and the blinkers are on opposite sides. <laughs> so oh, like, if you're, wait, if you're used to doing it with your right, you're gonna do it with your left. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's yeah. So, oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine that. Shoot. So for someone who uh, lives or who has lived a digital nomad life, what are the essentials if someone wants to be a digital nomad? Um, I would say definitely a laptop, you know, for sure. A laptop, um, I guess, you know, anything that you want to live with. Like, so a lot of us, a lot of digital nomads like to live the minimalist life like we live out of a backpack or a carry-on um obviously some are completely different but i do think the lighter the better so you quickly figure out what your essentials are um how many shirts you need how many shorts you need like you know um and then yeah so i i always think bear like pare it down to the essentials um you know a couple uh, outfits you know your charger your camera <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it your laptop and your camera or your phone <laughs> <laughs> that's great so let's talk about the uh do good live better blog how did that start and um maybe tell us about that transition to doing that blog now yeah so do good live better it was probably created out of um, a little boredom, but also a little bit of uh, frustration. <laughs> mm. I, I, like, I think, you know, there's so much more that people can do um, in our community, in our society, in our, the, in our world to help others mm -hmm. um, and to find a cause that you truly feel passionate about to take action on. Um, a lot of people, I think it would just do so much better if a lot of people focused on helping one another and not only just ourselves mm -hmm. um and i would there's so many ways to do it you know so if you have money like you can do something with that if you don't have money you have your time you have your energy you have your skills you know and however you want to give back to um to the world you know even if you're an artist you know you're, you're creating art you're creating beauty you're you know um 
anywhere, 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 anything that you can kind of give back. Um, and I think, you know, it comes back tenfold, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you get what you give, you know, and, and I think kindness um, and being good and just doing good for others, it's, it's kind of almost, it gives you purpose. Mm-hmm. And it feels better. <laughs> yeah. And it totally feels, I mean, there's a yeah. whole on how doing good deeds um, and helping others makes you feel good. And it's like the same kind of high of, you know, when you do drugs and stuff like that, you know, it's that Mm -hmm. same um, high, that same feeling or runner's high, you know. Um, And and one thing that I do want to emphasize is like, don't be shy about when you do good things. So a lot of people want to be humble, which I totally get. Like, we don't want to say like, oh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg donated a million dollars, you know, because he's doing it for the PR or he's just showing off his money. But when he does that, he gets other billionaires to give. You know, when Warren Buffett mm-hmm. gives away something, you know, a million dollars, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates will give $2 million, you know, then it makes Mark Zuckerberg give three. Like, and if it, that encourages other people in your circle to give or, or do good or, and help each other out, um, the better, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I say don't stop that movement. <laughs> 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 yeah totally and even um just giving time you know for for people to reach out or or to just talk to somebody like that that in itself is is even meaningful too you know, oh just, yeah totally mm-hmm. just giving um like a listening ear or mm-hmm. uh, you know helping on a hotline you know like a mm-hmm. like a suicide hotline or totally. anything like that so it's really cool <laughs> very important <laughs> very important today especially now i mean there's so many there's so many things going on now um some people say it's positive some people say it's negative but there's just so many things going on now so it's i think it's really important that you know people come together and and just share share resources be able to understand each other listen and, and learn from each other yeah i totally agree with you it's like a time to pull together and learn from each other and help each other out and support one another Mm -hmm. all right so let's talk about uh your shut up and write group which it's funny because i first learned about you from that group oh really i was thinking oh maybe i should try it out because i i have a few like like story ideas that i've been writing but like uh i'm not really sure so I, i thought that would be a good space for me to force myself to sit there and then just you know type it out so um, tell us how that got started and what that experience has been like for you. Yeah, um, so it got started because I started writing a lot more. And it's, you know, writing is kind of, um, you do something, you do it, you tend to do it alone, you know. And so I was thinking here, I was like, there must be like a community of writers that, you know, you can either get together and write or you can get together and share your writing or get feedback or get reviews or critiques. Like there must be something. And I looked online, I looked on Meetup, I looked on Facebook, I looked, you know, on Craigslist, everywhere for any kind of group, and they didn't really have anything. I think there was a Meetup group um, down in Kapolei, but that was, like, too far. So I was like, okay, well, (laughs) I guess if there isn't any, that's a sign for you to make one. (laughs) So I went on meetup.com, and I started the group. It was, you know, it's called Shut Up and Write, and it's actually sponsored by a national nonprofit organization. Um, yeah, so they help pay the fees and everything. And you basically go there, uh, you go to the group and right now, well, before COVID, it was at Alamana Mall Mm -hmm. and you just sit down and you write and you just, you literally shut up and write and get stuff done, like get it out of the way. And then usually about 
like half an hour before um, the session ends. Um, if you're on a roll, you keep writing. Like if you're just, you know, you've got something going, just go and do it. But then that also gives the time for people to shut their laptops or close their notebooks and talk to each other and say, hi, like, what are you working on? What are you writing on? Uh, what brought you to shut up and write? And then I, that built like a community of writers, you know, um, of people all over. People were writing so many different things. People, you know, different genres, writing for a blog, writing for um, a book, writing for work, writing for school, you know, some some graduate thesis. And it just brought people together, like no matter what you were doing or where you're from or what you're writing, like you are still writing. That was the goal. And I think it bonded a lot of people and it brought a lot of introverts to the group, you know, like there's no pressure to interact. Like you can come like, you know, and I just, I usually am the one that just says hi and greets you and welcomes you just want to make sure you're okay. Um, but there's no requirement for introverts or anybody that isn't up for it to like have to talk or interact, you know, so mm. sit down, be part of like a group that's just sitting quietly, like soaking that energy, you know, get some stuff done <laughs> oh, and feel good. productive after. And you say, you know what? I was productive. I wrote, I hung out with people. <laughs> Maybe we didn't talk the whole time, but we still hung out. <laughs> 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 and it's just, it's another way for our community to get, to get together. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. You know, a lot of people don't know that I'm, I, you know, I tend to be more introvert. That's because before, you know, even my podcast, even before, um, even before I taught, I used to teach at church, uh, for like over 10 years, but then that was when I was like a freshman in high school to like 23. Um, but even before that, I was very introverted. So I didn't really like to talk to people and stuff like that. So I, I still have those tendencies. Yeah. Um, I li I'm a little bit more open now. I can talk to people, <laughs> I can communicate. Um, but I, I like to have, be in a space where I could just kind of sit there and then just, I'm around creators, but then I can focus on my own stuff and then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think people like you, like, we, you know, we need a space for that. You know, it's, mm -hmm. we, it doesn't always have to be getting out there and socializing, saying hi and learning about each other. It's like, let's get together and be in each other's company. And then mm -hmm. afterwards, you know, kind of open up, you know, it, it takes some time for introverts to open up sometimes too. So mm -hmm. totally um, maybe when, when we open up again, when we can all reconvene, you can join us. Like definitely you'll have oh, to. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'll show some ideas. I don't know how good they are, but um, they're good comedy ideas. So good okay. Well, we're, you know, our group, it's super supportive. Like we all push one another. We help each other. Um, we do critiques. Like some of the groups break up into small groups to do like feedback review and stuff. So mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And my wife, my wife also writes um, a story too. I don't know if she wants you to tell about that, but she, <laughs> she's writing a, a fan fiction, which is really good. It's, That's it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Super creative. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> May I ask any details or, or what the fanfic is? Uh, it's, it's on Star Wars. It's, oh, okay. It's a in Star Wars. Um, I don't know if she wants me to tell like characters or anything. But, <laughs> don't give anything away. <laughs> but it, it is in Star Wars and, um, she has like three seasons. It's it's all plotted out, and uh, she was just working on it last night too. So it's pretty funny that I'm talking about it now. <laughs> no, that's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk about your involvement with the Alzheimer's Association Hawaii chapter. Uh, how did that get started, and where is it now? Yeah. Uh, so when I moved to Hawaii, I knew that I needed a community, you know, cause I didn't have many friends. Um, and so I was like, well, one of the ways to get involved in your community is to volunteer. Mm -hmm. So I linked up with the Alzheimer's association, um, because my mother has younger onset Alzheimer's. 
And so I said, you know, this is a way to, you know, kind of give back to the cause or at least help the cause support my mother um, in a different way. So I started out as a fundraising volunteer. I got started with um, the Walk to End Alzheimer's and the DIY signature event called The Longest Day. So currently I am on the um, committee for those um, doing different things. And then I'm also um, an advocacy chair for, um, and an advocate um, you know, pushing the laws and like, you know, urging legislators to pass certain bills for the cause and everything. So I have my hand in a lot of little buckets uh, with volunteering at the Outside Association, but they're super awesome, um, lovely group of people mm-hmm. and they, they truly care. So it's awesome. And just talking about um, bills. So recently you made a post about urging legislature to pass HB 2099. Uh, Could you tell us what that bill is and the importance of it? Yeah, so it's actually a bill to have a full-time employee called an Alzheimer's and dementia-related coordinator, and Mm. it would be actually under the Executive Office of Aging. And so this would be a full-time person that works, you know, in the government, in the Executive Office of Aging office to kind of push all of these efforts out, you know, because right now all these things are happening, but no one's really responsible. No one's really accountable. So uh, we're pushing for the bill to get passed for the government to hire a coordinator position to fill that position. Um, The funding is there you know I think it pays like 50 or 60,000 a year if anyone is interested you know in applying for that position um and we hope it gets passed Uh, right now obviously with the pandemic you know things have gotten crazy um and a little uh, uncertain uh, but we are so hopeful that you know um this position will still get filled because people that are affected um you know have always been affected and they'll be more affected now with the pandemic so Mm. fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, uh, since you're on my show, Talk Story with me, Gavin Sagai, what does talking story mean to you? Um, To me, it means building connections, you know, it's building relationships, it's opening up to each other um, and learning about each other and embracing one another. Um, I love. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I believe the same thing. It's like connect, it's connecting with others and and being able to um, break down certain walls, you know, we I think people, they put up certain fronts and it's, it's hard to just connect with people, but talking story just breaks down those walls and then just gets people at a, at a place where it's even ground foundation. And then, yeah, even ground. Yeah. No judgment. Um, you know, just there listening, you know, building, building relationships, you know, it's, it's, um, I think it's great. It's building that connection. And I think that's what builds our community is because, you know, we like to, you know, sit and talk story and that what makes our community so strong definitely amy thank you again for joining me on my show and how can people get in contact with you um yeah so there's multiple ways of getting in contact with me you can go on my website dogoodlivebetter.com and i also have instagram and twitter so my handle is generic underscore dreams awesome amy once again thank you for coming on my show and uh sharing a bunch of what you're doing right now and Guys, just stay tuned for more. She has so much. Yes, so much. Thank you for having me. I'm <laughs> I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you everyone for joining us. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. Bye.